0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered
1: by fans.
2: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.
3: Well, happy days. We are off the mark, boys. We have a point.
0: Whoop. Woohoo! Woohoo!
3: Yeah, alright. I mean it's only one point, but consider this it's one more point than Arsenal have, right? It's one more point than Egypt got in the World Cup, and it's one more point than both Real Madrid and Barcelona have. They've not actually played any games yet, but that's not the point. It's, point. it's one more point. It's one more point that they've got. Welcome to the Wednesday Week, sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. who are always top of the league with us. Uh, I'm James. Dicky's here. Hiya. How are you doing? Hey, oh, and, you back after a week on me jollies. After your holiday, and Eddie's here. I think he's still on holiday. You're just always on holiday, aren't you? He's
1: yeah, just per- permanent holiday. But I'm enjoying it. I'm. I'm back home in uh, about 72 hours, so I'll be gracing Hillsborough for the uh, the Millwall game, which is a nice way to start the season.
3: Excellent. Um, two episodes into the season... Uh, and the other two have pissed off already. So it's just the three of us uh, tonight. Nice, cosy affair. <laughs> let's, um, normal services resumed there. Uh, right, let's talk about Hull then. And, um, well, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great opening day of the season a week before, but it was nice to be back at, um, at Hillsborough. And um, Rich, bit of a change in terms of um, the, the pre-match set-up with the new focus on local music, kind of Sheffield music before the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah, I was um, I, I, I quite I quite like that. That works for me. I, I actually stole the idea a little bit for Hallam as well on on Sunday, um, <laughs> and to be playlist which had a bit not all Sheffield stuff, but I can't I think it's a great idea. to play that kind of stuff. Um, and it was good to see the heavily pregnant was on the way out as well. That was quite good. But I think they have been playing that at the lane for ages. So uh, so big Sean reliably tells me.
3: Uh, in terms of the football itself, um, it, you, Eddie, is it fair to call it um, the Fessy one-man show again?
1: Yeah, I think so, and it's it's difficult at the moment because we don't seem to have any other players who are attacking the season um, in the way that you'd want our key players. You know, I don't think Barry Barron had his best game. I don't think anybody took. The game by the scruff of the neck um, defensively, uh, and so really Fessy was kind of all we had. Um, I don't think it was a bad performance by anybody else, but you need people to ignite games. And realistically, um, Fernando was the only one that seemed to have the ability to do that. For long stretches, we were um, a lot of perspiration and not much inspiration, and it's it's worrying in a sense that. Uh, this early in the season we don't seem to have any other outlet for um you know for creativity or to change the game that is going to make the opposition uh you know change their game plan because they they sat on Fessy as much as they could they they harassed him they made it difficult for him they tried to get under his skin and we all know that that normally leads to bad things happening for us um so yeah, I think it was worrying. But the flip side is that bloody hell! For a player that we've talked about for the last year um, as being uh, a wantaway, uh, you know, a player who doesn't have the best interests of the club at heart, that he's playing for himself, and blah blah blah, um, he put on a clinic of Gary Megson-esque Wednesday loyalty, um, and 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 he did everything he could to win that game for us. So. A ten out of ten performance from Fessy in a way that we probably haven't seen um, for for quite a while.
0: Do you think um, I, I saw him on the pitch before the game? He brought his son out. Do you think now he's become a, a dad that this this has had some kind of effect on him? That it's kind of he wants to be somewhere he's comfortable, settle down a little bit. you know that kind of thing? And that might be playing in his in our favour.
1: Has he, you know, has he learned to love Sheffield mm. as being more than the place that he plays? I don't know. There, there seems to be a change in him. He's playing with a smile on his face, and I don't think we've seen that since the back end of, you know, the the, the season we got to Wembley. Do, do you sense that, James? Do you sense there's like a a change in his in his personality or his demeanour that that means that he's kind of almost like I'm all in with this club for the next twelve months.
3: I think it's it's really easy to uh to spot and determine when Fernando Forestieri is happy compared to when he's unhappy because when he's posting pictures of himself on his bike that normally means he's pissed off about something. Uh, that seems <laughs> that seems to be that seems to be the pattern. Uh so I've not I've not seen on his Twitter or on his Instagram any pictures of him riding his bike around for a while so I guess from that that he must be uh he must be happy um I don't know I mean it's it's quite hard to tell I mean if there's ever a point where you know he, he does seem like a player that's got uh, I'm not gonna say a temper on him but but can be very easily unsettled um you know he's probably got more reason at the moment than ever to be a bit on, unsettled because you know th- we all know there's stuff going on within the club which is a little bit of a worry um so you think now would be the time for for him as a, a player maybe to be Kind of wanting away or something, but you're right. I mean, every, every, everything about his performances, that smile on his face, you know, his little love heart when he's, um, when, he, when he put the penalty away on, on Saturday, all seems positive. Yeah. It's only two years ago that he walked, I mean, when me and Eddie was sat in a bar in, in Spain,
0: two years yeah. ago today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where where, where he, he, he kind of did one against Norwich, didn't he? So,
3: yeah, he's won my protest.
0: Yeah, he's won my own protest,
3: yeah. Don't do you did, always think, was, and, and, and this i mean maybe this is unfair but i always wonder whether or not he's just got something like that in him again whether you know it just takes something to go wrong behind the scenes whether or not we could see that side to <laughs> forest area again i know that's really harsh and i've got no evidence to suggest that it just still feels to me that I, I, you know that something like that could could happen again
1: it feels like a a little bit like um not that we're journalists but it feels like lazy journalism that you know we say oh Latin temperament you know this this you know Argentinian Gaucho and the, the Italian and blah 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 all these bits that are in him are going to turn him into this and he's not that sort of player but you know actually um, he has been petulant in the past on and off the pitch I don't necessarily think that is part of his you know his, uh, his genetic makeup I think that he's very easily frustrated because he holds himself to very very high standards but like you say, James, it's really easy to tell when he's happy and content in his day-to-day because he is actually quite a simple guy. You see him out, you know, out of the season, he goes back to the old country, he goes and sees his mates, he hangs around with them, doesn't do anything particularly crazy. You don't see him in clubs, you don't see him do anything like that. And when he comes back to Sheffield, he has this love affair with Johnny, uh, the kit man. <laughs> 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 and so I, wouldn't, I wonder, for the value that Fernando brings to the team, should we actually be paying... Johnny, um, Johnny yeah. specifically to keep him, to keep Fernando on an even keel because he's clearly a much better player and a much happier person when he has those kind of interfaces with the people that he cares about. And it's it's flippant because he puts it on his Instagram videos and stuff, but yeah. in a very real sense, he there's guys that keep him grounded um, in Sheffield and at this club uh, within this community. And Johnny is the one guy who he is he he obviously loves and cares for so much that he puts him. You know, front and center in all of your social media. We should be we should be helping that. It's you know, it, it reminds me of a uh, of, of you know of Benito Carboni and Paolo Di Canio, and actually having that kind of um, that structure around them where they could go to nonnas on ecasor Road, or, you know, on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, <laughs> uh, and, and they have a bit of a support structure. Maybe Fernando was like that, and now he's basically got a mad grandad in Johnny that's going to pick up the slack.
3: Hey, look, if any, I mean, Nonna's is about a minute from my house. So if any of the players want to set up some kind of new support network, you know, I'm happy to meet them <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Have, you know, a couple, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, who am I thinking? Any, 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 anyone's more in than welcome? Sam danson you can come along. Yeah. Huch. You know, Fernando Forestier is more than welcome, you know. Um, can we give a few honourable <laughs> mentions here? Because um, I, I do want to mention, uh, particularly the performances, I thought Ash Baker, Baker had a really good game. Um, I Absolutely. actually thought. I actually thought Cameron Dawson played pretty well. Um, And I know, you know, obviously he conceded a goal, uh, but I thought he made a couple of smart saves as well. And I also want to give a mention here to Jordan Thornley, who I thought when he came on, he looked really composed. In a a position that, you know, we've not particularly played him in that position all that much. Um, But I thought that he looked quite composed. And um, what else? I thought that he was... Maybe unspectacular in terms of going forward, but defensively looked more resolute than a, a we played
0: in a similar term. positions. I thought he was a real steady edict to be honest, uh, there. He just he did what he had to do as a defensive player and I, I thought it was um he could make that, that position his own if uh I know he's a centre half technically, but you know, Fox doing what he does.
1: Devil but, devil's advocate though. Did those? I, I think honestly, I thought those two stood out more than anybody else, um, exempting Fessy and, and, like you say, probably Dawson. Is that because they were especially good, or you know, exceeding the level we expected from them, or is because it was such a flat performance for everybody else? I tend towards the former, especially in Ash Baker. I thought he had a fantastic game. He looked every inch the player that we, you know, we dream that he will grow into. But I think that maybe, you know, they came on and, they came on, you know, they played a game um, surrounded by players who were meant to be better, more experienced than them. And the fact that they shone, was it because they were playing above themselves or was it because other players were playing beneath themselves?
3: I honestly thought that he just had a really good game and I think Ash Baker is is probably going to be a very good footballer and he showed on Saturday basically what he could do. Y- 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 I mean, do you get that thing with a player in their first few games of their career when you know they are putting everything into it that maybe you don't get from uh, a player who's been around for that bit longer? I don't know, but I think that there's a genuinely good footballer there and... I, yeah. I wonder actually whether or not, and and this is I'm not I don't want to be jumping on the bandwagon here. Did, did he do enough on Saturday to show that he should probably be our first choice for that position, probably above Liam Palmer? Because I I think he did. I think he looked very good coming forward and actually looked composed defensively.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's, he's he's I mean Palmer took a lot of stick against week, didn't he? And I, I heard the, the podcast you did last week while I was away. Uh, where Palmer was um, roundly kind of picked on or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I think uh, Baker is uh, it's there for taking that position for him without a doubt.
3: So there's, there's a few positives that we've talked about there. Now, wh- one thing that we have got to touch on, which is not quite as positive, um, is the long-awaited return of Stephen Fletcher. Now, I'm not necessarily saying he had a bad game here, but... How did he not end up on the score sheet?
1: That's look. That is match sharpness. He, look, Stephen Fletcher. I, I, I think you've you've summed it up. I think he had a very very good game as um, as a forward. He did really well as a link man. His movement was good. Um, he, he you know he allowed. He did everything he needed to do to, to have chances created, both for him and for other people. I don't think you can fault that. And actually, his fitness was pretty good. I think it was better than we expected, um, given what Jos what was saying, um, you know, kind of pre-match, etc. Um, <laughs> there's, there's three misses there that a, a, any striker, but certainly a Stephen Fletcher when he's playing at, the, at the, you know, the, 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 his peak as, in terms of fitness and in terms of sharpness he puts all three of those away. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I was really in two minds. I had of those three misses. Um, so I was watching on I follow because obviously I'm here in Spain. Um, the of the three misses, uh, two of them, I immediately stood up and, you know, hurled abuse at the TV um, and said that, you know, you cannot miss those. They're guilt edged chances, blah, blah, blah. The other one, I kind of I thought it was the last one, the, the final one of the three. I thought was um, a, a, a 50-50. It was a good chance, and a, a striker really on form might have made the move a little bit different and, and managed to you know get it back across a bit better. But looking back at them all, and I have done for tonight. I don't think any of them were guilt-edged chances. And I think they can all be explained by the fact that he is very, very out of practice. And he was asked to do a job in the absence of a player who is in white-hot form. Um, so, <laughs> we, you know, would Ati you have created the same chances that, you know, that Fletch did? I don't know. I actually think the rest of his game was really, really encouraging. But would Ati you have finished all three of those? Yeah, I think he would have taken that match ball.
3: Yeah, and I tell you what—if Attenue had missed all three of those, he'd have been absolutely crucified by True. Uh, by Wolves. Absolutely. Wans. Um, so you know, the, there's uh, that that first one you clean through on goal. You've got to score that. You know, you're a striker. You've got to score when yeah. one. you're one on one with the keeper. You really have. It, it, and a it was header, a, it was you've a fantastic. Got, to, you've, got to, you've got to put those headers away. You know, this is a guy that is you know really should be one of the best in this league at this level. In the air, in terms of you know, there was no one with him. He's got to bury that. He's got to bury it.
1: But but when did he last play at that pace in a game that mattered? It has been so long. But, but does it? You can't. You can't you just. just threw he shouldn't goal. have it been picked if, if he, he wasn't ready. He shouldn't have been picked. No, I, but, no, I know. It, but come but, on, it's got but, nothing to do with match I, fit. When
3: you when I, you're clear one on one on goal, there was no defender. Cl- there was no one near him. No, he's right? sharp. That doesn't matter. you know that that shouldn't make any difference. That's a brain thing. That's not got nothing to do with your match. Fitness. Well, you that's, say, that's your brain. You
1: say, look, you, James, you can say it's muscle memory. You can say that it's not about fitness. It, it, it's about sharpness. It is about being exactly where you want to be in order to take that shot or to, to power that header. He's not there right now because he hasn't played competitive football in so long. And look, I've not done it any more than you have. So I'm it, it's stupid be chewing you out for it and saying you're wrong here. But... Neither of us can say that we know the difference between even playing under 23s and playing in a full-blooded game with 25,000 fans there, etc. He wasn't at the races as far as the finish was concerned because he lacks match sharpness. That will come. He shouldn't have been in there playing if he wasn't ready. And I think he was thrown in because we really didn't have any other option.
3: Okay, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm sort of taking what you're saying at the same time thinking you know if, if I this is such a fan thing to say about football but you know we all have an idea in our mind about what Stephen Fletcher gets paid when you're through one and one on goal and you're getting that kind of wage you've got to do your job you've got to stick the ball in the back of the net and maybe that's harsh maybe that's harsh but maybe I'm feeling harsh but that's because I know that next I've got to talk about our defence Um who? Oh, for... <laughs> right. Okay. Tee oh, T- okay. off
1: on them. Tee <laughs> off on them. But I've got nothing to say positive to defend them.
3: <laughs> Maybe what we should do is play Stephen Fletcher in defence. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> Stephen Fletcher and Ati Niu at centre half might just be the in answer. In all
1: seriousness, remember, remember over the course of the last three seasons, some you know when they were struggling in front of goal, both Ati Niu and Lucas Yao. Some of their most impressive performances were defending corners, defending free <laughs> kicks. They would be impervious. You know, you could not get the ball past them if they were in their own six-yard box. So, yeah, maybe let's give let's give Fletcher an out in that back three.
3: Well, I mean, it's um, the one. The one thing that we all said needs to happen did happen, and that was Sam Hutchinson playing in defence. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. actually, yeah. Th- there was a point where they seemed to get their shit together, but for a good fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes of that game, it just looked like complete chaos again. And this is a, this is beginning to become a real worry for me now because. Why that defence cannot organise itself or why there isn't anyone that is stepping up to the mark and organising it or it's taking so long into a game. Yeah, basically, we've got to go 1-0 down before the defence actually gets yeah. itself sorted out. We, we, and and think, that, that is a concern. I think
0: you said it last week, didn't you, James, on the podcast. I want to listen back about we're missing a leader at the back there, somebody to shout to, to organise it. And, and is Hutch that man? didn't look like it was on Saturday. He didn't look like he got there and got of people. He just wow. needs. I said it. I called it halfway through the first half. We need a McLyons. We absolutely need a yeah. McLyons at the back yeah. there to sort them out.
1: Yeah, or or, or a Lee Bullen, you know, or yeah. a, a you know a, a Nigel Pearson, you know that it's that yeah. kind of personality. But uh, one of the things, look, you know, you know me. I don't show off. I don't like to drop names. But I was talking <laughs> to Lee. I was talking to Lee Dixon. Uh, about a year ago, and he was saying that um, the the reason the Arsenal back four was so well drilled, etc., was that they played, the, you know, in the same formation with the same instructions week in and week out and week in and week out. And he said that any change to that would take fifteen to twenty games until he felt confident enough that they had the understanding, etc. You know, we we're, we're right at the start of that process. I don't think you can build that. Understanding, especially with a young goalkeeper behind you, and whether it is Dawson or Wildsmith, it's a young, inexperienced goalkeeper. Um, we, need, we need shield there, and if you don't have the understanding yet, that the you know the, the minimum requirement you need is an absolute thundercunt to be there and keep keep everyone in line. You know, and Glenn Luvens did that. He's the nicest guy in the world, but he was a bastard on the pitch, and he kept everyone in line. And, you know, we can, we can go all the way back through all those Wednesday teams where we had, a, a, you know, a decent defensive back line and they always had, a, you know, a guy who would sort it, a captain, a leader. Hutch is that sort of personality, but, we, you know, he need, he The, 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 the three, three-man back line needs to be built around him if that's going to be his role. Because Tom Lease is never going to be that player. Yeah. Daniel Poodle is never going to be that player. So we need to fill that gap... Or we
0: need to find a different way to organise our defence. Yeah. I, I, I think Hutch is our only, uh, only answer on that. There's, there's nobody else that it's that bill where we've got currently. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: That, and it's started itself to worry, isn't it? Because what, what yeah. are the chances of Hutch making it right through the season unscathed? You know, we know the evidence yeah, yeah. isn't, isn't, isn't great. And if we actually pin our hopes on, right, we organise our defence around the, you know, the, the leadership skills of Sam Hutchinson, when he's out of that equation... Does that mean we're, we've got to score three or four goals in a game if we're going to have a chance of winning it? Because that's kind of how it feels at the moment. Like, yes. there's no, you know, we, we're going to have to score at least two in a game to stand a chance of winning it, as things stand. Because I can't, absolutely, I, I struggle to see us getting through a game. You know, I am bricking it about Brentford on Sunday. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but seeing seeing some of the the moves that they've put together so far this season, if they're on form against us on Sunday, they will absolutely carvers to pieces we've not even played a good team yet and that you know I'm not being disrespectful to Wigan in saying that and and, and not about Hull but they were both average teams Um, and and, you know together they've put four goals past us I mean you know this is something we have to sort this out and and Jos managed to do it at the start of the year when we were in a similar situation we were leaking goals left right and centre he went back to basics and he just taught them how to defend again we need that to happen now right now because we can't continue giving away silly goals and we got away with it a little bit on Saturday because another team could have absolutely carved us to bits in that first 15-20 minutes before we seem to just about get into some kind of a, a pattern and there's various you, know, you can point your finger at a few different people because I thought Fox looked completely anonymous he looked like he actually gave up you know I, yeah. not, a couple of people that I know uh, sit on the south stand say he wasn't injured he just thought I I've 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 screwed I, I'm yeah, this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And he 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 more or less substituted himself because he just knew he just knew this that, that that's it. Um so I mean I don't know, it's it's all um it all feels a little bit of a, a mess there. But let's 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 summarise this one altogether, one all rich, do you reckon that was a fair result? I
0: think so, yeah. I think I, I, to, the, the way I talked about it on Saturday night was um, rubbish first half and then a half-decent second half. And that's that's what we've come to expect from Wednesday, isn't it? Only one half of football, um, one decent half of football. We don't get a full game these days.
3: So the transfer window then is now officially closed. Well, I say transfer window's closed. It's all a bit weird in terms of the fact that you can still do loan deals with a view to a permanent transfer. So it's kind of the transfer deadline day and then... Kind of not. Uh, no great surprise. There were no incomings at Hillsborough, but perhaps more of a surprise was that there was there was no outgoings. Um, Eddie, were you surprised not to see any players leaving? And um, I mean, do you reckon that we're kind of out of the woods in that respect? How do you think the loan window now is going to unfold for us?
1: Obviously, it's going to be uh, dictated by exactly where we stand as far as um, PNS is concerned, and. There's an excellent podcast that you should listen to uh, if you want to understand the you know that in more granular detail. Um, there is obviously the chance that there are players like Kieran Westwood. I know everyone's talking Kieran Westwood as far as is concerned, but he's a great example of a player that has um, value in terms of um, his salary and value in terms of potential loan fee. Um, so you know you could apply that to various players in our squad, but it would not surprise me to see a player or players leaving in order to satisfy the requirements as far as um, profit and sustainability is concerned. However, if I was a betting man, I think that we are probably going to kind of stick with what we've got. Um, I think it's unlikely that we'll get any players in on loan because I don't think we've got the, the, the bandwidth to do that. However, um, if we have a choice, I would sacrifice one or two sacred cows in order to get the players that we've, you know, we've just talked about the sort of players that we need to shore up uh, the defence and make sure that we can, you know, we can reasonably expect to keep the odd clean sheet because right now we're a team that is absolutely hobbled defensively um, and we don't seem to have enough up front. To make, uh, you know, to to make that a a feasible strategy for the rest of the season. What do you think?
3: Uh, I think it's a mess. I don't know. I don't know what the um, I don't know what the right solution is here. Um, you know, you 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 you're right in terms of the fact. Obviously, we, we did another um, financial fair play pod on Sunday where we kind of touched on the simple fact is we have got to sell players. There really isn't. You know, we either air get promoted. B, somehow managed to force a change in the rules, or C, we have to sell players. Um, and it's just a worry, isn't it, when, when players are obviously losing value all the time. Um, if if we even want to consider bringing players in, and it does feel like it needs something, that, that defence feels like it needs something. We're, we're miles off that at the moment, aren't we? I don't know. I, I I Honestly, I don't know whether or not I can see anything happening now at all before the end of the month. It wouldn't surprise me if we were stick as sick as we are.
0: The things about you teamed t- around is bringing the loans with a view to a permanent January. You know, I think I think our, our neighbours have done that, they? But I, I, I don't yeah. I th- I think we're going with what we've got. Yeah. I, I, I think, think, honestly I, think, I think
1: we're 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 almost rolling the dice on Ash Baker and Jordan Thornley becoming, you know, Kyle Norton and Kyle Walker in the space of uh, you know six months, aren't we?
3: Yeah and there's yeah there's there's some good signs there but um it's just it, it, as we learnt last season, it's a bit tricky, isn't it, to be pinning your hopes on um, on any <laughs> one good player in any one position. But that is the situation that we're in. You know, we we aren't going to have yeah, you know, thorough, a, a, a thorough lineup of, of of cover for every position this season. We just aren't. It's just impossible. You know, we. I. I. It's difficult to see when that transfer embargo is going to be lifted. Yeah, you know, I. I don't think it'll be before the end of this month because if we've not done enough so far to satisfy the EFL. It's hard to see what we are likely to do, considering the you know quite clear stubbornness of of, of the um, of the hierarchy of the club when it comes to selling our best players. So um, I, think,
1: I don't know. I think, yeah, we... the
0: worry, I think the worry is for me is like these kids that you know that we're relying on now. I don't want them to burn out. I don't want them to put too pressure yeah. too much pressure on them. You know, yeah. all right. Man United got away with it once, um, a long time ago. Um, kids won't win you the league, but there we go. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure we going to do that? At all, but it, it, do you I, think Alan really... Do
1: you think Alan Hansen's listening to us right now? If
3: so In it's... your face, Alan. <laughs> I think uh, Alan, Alan Hansen um, is uh, you know sort of sort of known to a, an acquaintance of the uh, podcast who. Saw him at a party of some description and asked him to to, to, to record a little message for the uh, for the Wednesday week podcast. He politely declined. So um, you know he is definitely not friend of the uh, of the podcast. Um, obviously, you know we touched on this last week. Um, the financial situation was talked about a lot at the fans forum. Another thing that was talked about, which Eddie you touched on a little bit last week, was this you know likely kind of or, or potential. Secondary membership package, which was finally confirmed this week, and actually, what they've done is is a better package, really, in terms of, uh, for the fan than than what was hinted at at the um, at the fans forum itself.
1: Yeah, and I, you know what? It's um, it's a PR win, um, but it's probably sixty percent of the PR win that they could have had if they'd have managed this, the entire thing correctly. Um, but on the plus side actually that 50 pound membership if that was the whole membership if that was the entire option for members i think most wednesday fans would go yeah that'll do that's not bad that you know we get five pound off a game there's a little bit of discount in the club shop for some stuff that we probably you know may or may not take advantage of um and there's priority as far as tickets are concerned for some key matches and let's not get ahead of of ourselves and start talking about playoffs etc um so yeah i think it's a really fair offer i think it's, it represents a good offer and i think what it does show is that um the club is listening to the feedback from the fans it's just a little bit unfortunate that 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 listening has come before uh you know after the fact that, that you know they've, they've launched something that was so badly received it might have worked Better to have, um, you know, gone to the steering group and come up with a a plan or at least a way of selling the plan that was um, PR bulletproof, if you will.
3: Um, another an, another little kind of positive bit of news from uh, from the club this week, which is actually something that we all give a bit of stick to, uh, and that is the club shop. Now, they've started stocking some stuff made by um, kind of external third-party companies. And, and ones that actually, I mean, uh, uh, certainly one that I've bought from before is Goo Designs. Uh, S6 Clothing uh, are kind of friends yeah. of the yeah. podcast who, who now both have stuff that's stocked for sale in the mega store, which I think is a really good step forward, and actually ticks a lot of boxes because you know I'm... the the local companies, really good that the club are getting behind them, supporting them, uh, and actually getting stuff into the shop that's that's got a bit of desirability to it. Because we all have a bit of a winch, don't we, about I'm... the fact that you go wanting to buy a present for your dad, uh, and what what you, what should happen is that you end up by leaving with ten things that you didn't expect to buy, and actually you come out empty-handed because there isn't anything in that you want. So, um, you know, a good step forward. <laughs>
0: I do a little bit of work with with Matt at Goo. Uh I, I know how kind of proud he's because he is a massive Wednesday fan. How proud he is that his, his gear is in in the shop, uh, and he's been constantly sending me images over the last few days. We stock in there and, <laughs> and stock getting towards there, so he, you might have seen it on the social, uh, so on the social media. But he's really chuffed about it being in there and really really proud. Uh, but he's had to tip the balance to start doing some United stuff this week, which is uh, yeah, which is uh, I think he's. Uh, he, he's kind of he's like redressing the balance a little bit but uh, a lot of credit as to for this has to go to rob cox at uh, wednesday the, he's the executive chef which sounds a bit a bit nuts but he do, he's he got a lot of kind of uh influence go on say, of, go on, say of,
3: fingers in different pies go on do it I
0: was, <laughs> influence was the word i was going to use was, he's not, as far as i know cox he's not finger any pies but there we go um but um yeah he, he, he he's he's done a lot of the groundwork with Matt at, at Gil and um I assume S6 as well but but uh, so yeah credit to Coxie for that
1: that's it's, it's a huge thing actually and it, it kind of harks back to um new friend of the podcast Lee Strafford's um vision for Wednesday <laughs> which <laughs> which was to to really involve the no seriously I'm laughing but it, to to really involve the community and stuff like that is absolutely huge you know you've got the likes of goo of s6 um you know there's the terrace as well that do a lot of it's it's general um football league stuff but it's based in sheffield there's lots of sheffield wednesday stuff related as well as the stuff from over the city um which is fine um but it's local businesses that are, that are getting involved and their passion but also their connection with the fans they're creating stuff that is light years ahead of what is being churned out through the official channels yeah we all like to have a um, you know let's say a beach towel with the club crest on and that's fine the club can do that, and that's great. But actually, you see some of the designs that are out there for other beach towels, and I'm talking about this because obviously I'm on holiday and I've looked at this. Um, there's, you know, there, there are all kinds of different stuff that's out there, and it, it kind of harks back a little bit to, you know, the market stall ethos of the past, where you know you'd buy all kinds of dodgy, uh, unofficial stuff, etc. But the things that are coming through now, and that the club is seeing the value in, are artistic. Design led interpretations of what it is to be a Wednesday fan um, that are credible. You know, you don't, it's not just to wear on match day. These are things that you can, you know, you, stuff that you can wear uh, from day to day to day that, that d- demonstrate that you're part of the Wednesday family, but do so in a way that is more than you know, just wearing the blue and white stripes, which uh, you know a lot of Wednesday fans, and I'm not one of them because I still, I, you know, proudly wear my stupid sausage arm shirt that I've paid God knows how much <laughs> for over the years. Um, but, you know, I I love the fact that people can be went to demonstrate the fact they're Wednesday fans, you know, without it being. Kind of, you know, they might regard it as twee or chavvy or whatever it is that they don't like about wearing a replica kit. You know, they can go to somewhere like the East Bank Gentlemen's Club and, you know, get a T-shirt that just shows an owl, um, you know, uh, landing on the 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 blooded corpse of a pig, and everybody gets that. If you're a part of the Wednesday family, you get that reference. Uh, But anyone who doesn't understand football will look at that and go, "That's an interesting, you know, artistic." T-shirt that you're wearing that you don't think about. So, yeah, I think it's that is a a masterstroke, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But also, the you know, the Sheffield music, it's it's kind of that being from from our place and involving key um, what do they what do they call them influencers in uh, you know in the fandom that makes the Wednesday family feel more cohesive and, and feel more together. So, from a marketing point of view, yeah, big 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 win. Uh, but also, just from a, the point of view of yeah, us as fans being able to buy better stuff, then yeah, why, why wouldn't you want to do that?
3: By the way, uh, on the subject of beach towels, big up to Owls Americas for uh, for their beach towel
1: them which, em. which Love are very, very
3: yeah,
0: absolutely, very, very, yeah,
3: fantastic. Good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to see what one of those looks like after you've washed it once, because I guarantee you it will shrink to about a third of the original <laughs> size and, and go. Oh, sky like blue. a tea towel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I will never tell Paddy that because he's so he's so invested it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen
3: no all beach towels do that don't they beach towels are something you never never ever wash a beach towel because it changes colour you know, you buy it it's, it. it's a lovely blue to start with. You wash it once, uh, and it becomes that really kind of dull, washed-out blue after uh, after that. So um, that's the 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 life um, the lifespan of a beach towel. Uh, right, you are listening to the Wednesday Week, sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, which, by the way, officially has a higher rating on Google than the Riverside Pub at Kelham Island and that other Riverside Pub in uh, Hillsborough. You know, the one at Hillsborough Corner. Although, actually, I suspect that my kitchen gets a better review on um, Google than uh, that place. Right, let's talk about the youth. Youth! um, A winning start for both our youth teams, Sticky. This is a good start to the season for them.
0: Yeah, I picked up on the 23s uh, with their beating uh, Millwall uh, on Monday afternoon, Monday lunchtime. Uh, And uh, I think I saw a lot of... um, Instagram stuff about the the Bulgarian guy like Preslav Borokov, Look at that for pronunciation, eh? Um, he seems to be kind of somebody that's. Um, I don't think we're going to cover this, uh, you know, uh, you know, a bit later on. But uh, he seems one that, that, that might be uh, pushing uh, to get into the uh, into the team.
1: What are they calling him? What was it? I've seen a few Instagram stories and stuff like that. The uh, bull, or like something sh- like that. The bull. That's it. Yeah, I think was it Zhao uh, was watching the game and he was like, this is the ball.
3: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'll take that. I, I hope that he's now just started turning up to places and just going,
1: I am
0: the ball. I am the ball. <laughs> he, 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 play, he played up at Hallam um, early in the season, and he's a real, he comes across a real cocky little guy. He, he, at the end of the game, he was uh, he was getting some food because that's what that's part of the part of the, the the non-league game. You you feed the both sets of players, uh, and he came up at the end uh, and some one well, the, the lady who serves it and put some some pasta in his thing. Anyone I want more, and it, about three times he asked for more, and it was just like just seemed, it, it's, it's a little, there's a little bit of arrogance to it, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing.
3: No, not 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 at all. Uh, winning start for the under-18s as well uh, a couple of days back, and I can't remember who they were um, who they were playing, but they beat QPR 3-0. QPR 3-0. So good starts mm. to the season for both of the academy teams, which is uh, good. I'm going to give a special mention here as well uh, to... This is non-football related and I apologise for um, for going off on uh, on non-football related stuff. Uh, but well done to the Wednesday Cricket Club uh, who were promoted to the midweek Premier League uh, last Wednesday. So um, I think, you know, our... our, our Cricketers probably doing better than our football first team at the moment, but um, you know, big well done to they them, get, and they've had shown and it's, uh, yeah. A, yeah insane success over the last few seasons. I think they've been promoted. It's like every every year for the last like six or seven seasons now, they've had uh, a successive promotion. So uh, absolutely fantastic stuff for them. So well done. Uh, Back to football, then. We've got two games to talk about, and this is a bit weird actually because obviously we we are recording this on a Tuesday evening, which we normally do. Um, And normally, when we say we've got two games, one of them is on Saturday and one of them is on Tuesday. But this week, one's on Thursday and then one's on Sunday. So this is football in 2018, isn't it? Thursday night, Stadium of (laughs) Light. Sunderland in the League Cup, Car- Carabao Cup, whatever it's called now. Um, Eddie, I'm coming to you for a preview of this one. Uh, firstly, do you give anything even resembling a toss about this competition? No.
1: Right. So my my first game, uh, watching Wednesday, was in the Milk Cup. And I'll still call it the Milk Cup until the day I die. <laughs>
3: even,
1: you know you call it the Rumble Cup. I know we won the Rumblows Cup, but the Milk Cup is, is how I remember it. Um, I, it was away at Darlington in 1984, and Gary Shelton scored two, and Gary Bannister scored two in a 4-2 win. Um, I don't care about this game. Um, I wonder, that, I mean, the key to the game is going to be whether Sunderland actually care about this game. Because if they put out their first team, and we put out... Um, you know, a, a team of reserves, then they will probably win because they are on their HMS Pistol League journey. And the same way that Gary Mason would just put out our strongest team and try and rampage through everybody. I think they might do the same thing. So, um, I expect it to be as sparsely attended as the league game at the back end of last season that when we went up there in the pouring rain at Easter, uh, and they were already basically down, um, I think it'll be a terrible game of football. It's live on Sky. I will be watching it for my sins on my wedding anniversary. Um, my long-suffering <laughs> and beautiful wife, Laura, will be there with me, cheering on. That's love, Eddie. That's actually, low Yeah. Well, she she wants to do it more than me. I said, look, let <laughs> just sack it off and uh, go to a nice restaurant. She says, no, we're going to find an English pub we're going to make sure they've got sky sports on and we're going to make sure that they you know they play uh, they're showing the wednesday game rather than anything in la liga or any of these uh, these other uh, other football is available so um i am not looking forward to it at all i fully suspect that we're going to get knocked out and i'm more than happy with that idea i don't need the the milk cup in my life this season we've got more important things to worry about yeah, I agree.
0: And I'm yeah. just looking just some of the pictures, some of the results tonight. As I say the Blades uh, have gone out on penalties, and it just there's nothing there. That's kind of looking, at thinking, "Wow, we're going to play." Nah, exactly. We're going to play. Who are we going to play next? Crew at the Fleetwood Town, or or Leeds, or Macclesfield or whatever. It just there's nothing floating in that whatsoever.
3: Yeah um, Eddie you mentioned about more important things I mean Brentford on Sunday um you know after the start of the season that we've had we we could really do with uh, we could really do with a win this week um uh, I mean we, we touched on this earlier didn't we about how this this is probably not a game that we'd really want to play right now because they've made a pretty decent start to the season have uh, have Brentford they've probably I think got pretty much the longest serving manager in the league now I think I think he's been there for um, what about three three and a half seasons, something like that, which is kind of like a new a new record for um for this league. Um I ain't feeling too confident about this one. Don't know about you boys. I've got a bit of a bad feeling. I, I was I, 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 I did a bit with uh, Besotted the Brentford podcast earlier on and I said look, I, I'm I'm going into this one with kind of a, a resignation of probably going to lose and therefore, anything above that, I'd just treat as a bonus.
0: Yeah, like i was saying, it, it's. Um, I think it, we just we shouldn't be so arrogant to think it's just Brentford, but because uh, turns a really good football inside. But um, we, uh, you, you look on on paper, but we don't play football on paper. do really, So it's um, it's not looking good, is it? For us uh, beating them, to be honest. I,
1: I the, the weird thing is that. We've we played Brentford away early in the season. It seems quite quite often. And yeah, that's true. We te- we tend to pull something out, and I I almost feel like if I was a Brentford fan, I don't know whether did did Billy allude to this? Whether they feel like um, we're a bit of a bogey side for them because we go down there and either it's a kind of real end-to-end game and. Um, uh, you know and, and they they've got a lot of class, but we managed to get something or we just mug them completely uh and so that's i that's how I'm kind of approaching Sunday's game with the idea that it's gonna kick start our season to an extent with those first three points completely undeserved. I don't know
3: it's um it's a really tough one to call and. I, I'll be honest. I'm not going to be disappointed if we come back with a point on Sunday. Not that it's a huge amount of use to us. We could really do with getting off the mark and getting the uh, the first win. Uh, but I've I've got a funny feeling about Brentford this season, and I think that they um, they could be one of the teams to watch in this uh, in this division. So um, I think we've got to, We've just got to go there. We've got to defend resolutely. Uh, and I say that as if it's just a matter of clicking your fingers and doing it. You know, I hope that we've done some work and we find a way of defending a bit better than we have done. Because uh, I said earlier, I, I worry that they could rip us to pieces.
1: Would you play Zhao from the start and uh, you know and, and play that very very compact way and, and give Zhao um, you know just like a, a little terrier and just get him uh, catching on to. Any clearances, anything like that, play balls early and, and get them turned like that because that seems to be the way the way that we've kind of made hay in the last couple of years in Brentford, both home and away. To be fair, yeah, yeah. We've,
0: been, we've been down there and he's done it before, hasn't
1: he? The, um, well, yeah, that obviously destroy, last yeah, minute,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, right now, I think if if Xiao's fit, we've got we should be playing him. I think he's one of our most creative yeah. players and. He's, he's one of the few that looks like he can create something and do something so um I I, I obviously appreciate the fact that he, he wasn't fit on um, Saturday fair enough uh, but uh, yeah I think if he's uh, if he's fit come Sunday I think he needs to be and needs to be starting that game he really does
1: we remember um, the greatest ever Brentford away game which was in the promotion season and yeah. in Miguelera- uh, scored in front of the the away end, that, you know that great away terrace that is great for taking kids to and reminding them what all football grounds used to be like. Um, and literally here in Spain, no one's talking about anything else other than Miguel Lera's 40th birthday. I went down to the supermarket today; <laughs> people were just wearing school caps. Um, you know, they were they were taking free kicks from from distance. It's like it's literally it's like Miguel Laya day every day here at the moment. So maybe it's a good omen. Maybe the, you know the, the stars are aligning. If perhaps we could get our back three to all all wear skull caps, um, then we might have a chance of at least yeah. scoring from a set piece.
3: I've I've got a feeling, Eddie, that a skull cap is different to a head guard.
1: Uh, no, I, I, no, I don't mean. I, I don't want to offend our Jewish listeners. Look, we've got Jeremy Corbyn for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I, we can call it a, a skull cap, or a scrum cap, or a headguard. So um, that we all know what we're all not what we're talking about here, James.
3: <laughs> all right, fair
0: enough. Um, <laughs> Just big up Billy a bit. How much did he feature during that bloody World Cup? Uh, yeah, did he? That that massive, great, big. I think I, I think somebody followed the England team across the picture of a penalty shootout, and he, he was on the big screen, and then, so, you know, fair so play to Billy for getting involved and being bang in front of a camera
3: during the World
1: he, Cup. He's as well. a media whore, and he, 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 yeah, could, yeah. he teaches a thing or two, that by
3: for anyone that doesn't know by the way billy is a big brentford fan he is also a big follower of england involved in a few different kind of media bits and bobs um this is a true story actually and i'm really really disappointed about this billy is not going to be there on sunday he's in holiday on holiday at the moment in um in spain and he, <laughs> with
1: me me with, and billy
3: possibly, <laughs> possibly with you he, he genuinely looked into the possibility of flying back in the morning on Sunday just for the game and then flying back off on holiday on Sunday evening. <laughs> But like, it was it was just too yeah. expensive. So, uh, I mean, fair, fair play to him for even looking at doing that because I'd have been like, you know what, guys, screw you, I'm on holiday. Um, so, uh, yeah, it will be... I mean, it's not necessarily guaranteed to be our last trip to uh, Griffin Park because I think they moved to their new stadium about halfway through next season. So, uh, Eddie, you're quite yeah. right in pointing out the pattern is that we tend to play them in the first half of the um, season. So, you know, if that continues, then maybe assuming they don't get promoted, this is maybe next season, assuming we don't get promoted as well, that uh, we might see (laughs) them one more trip.
1: Or relegated, James.
3: Or relegated. relegated. (laughs) So I wasn't going to go with the negative option. There we go. Ne- Negative Eddie strikes again. Uh, right, I do want to just drop in a quick plug here for the financial fair play uh, hashtag number four uh, that we released on Sunday, which, uh, to be fair, seems to have kind of worked its way around the fan base pretty quickly. Uh, if you've not had a listen to that, it's available uh, either through our channels or through the Owls and channels channels. Um, and there's a few links to it knocking about on stuff like Owls Talk as well. It's, it's worth having a listen to... Uh, to that. I mean, unless you're kind of at a point of, like, you know, teetering on the edge of, like, depression in your everyday life, in which case, I probably suggest you don't listen to it, because it's probably not going to do you any good. Um, I'm sure that you know this, but uh, well, you can find the podcast on Twitter at TWWcast, but we are also now back on YouTube as well. Not that we ever particularly weren't on YouTube, but now every episode uh, is posted onto YouTube and onto Facebook as well. Uh, Right, I want to say thank you to our lovely sponsors at the Riverside Cafe, uh, who now serve, right, get this, they now serve beer in two pint pots. It's like a massive big pot, uh, which means you get more beer and it also makes it look like you've got really small hands, which I think is quite cute. Uh, As always, when we wrap up the... (laughs) we wrap up the podcast uh we do it with ask tww where we each field one question from twitter so eddie your question comes from edgar uh what is your favorite wednesday song and i'm assuming we're talking like uh, terrace chant here rather than actual recorded song but what's your favorite wednesday song of all time
1: Oh, because I was I was thinking uh, recorded song because obviously with the, the you know the zeitgeist at the moment being Sheffield music, you know we, we've got this new playlist in oh. inside the ground etc. W- so yeah, I, was go going, I was going with that. I was going with that angle. So, so I, you know what I love is that there are um, uh, you know, obviously Sheffield has a rich musical history. We've seen that with the the different suggestions for uh, playlists etc. Uh, what I've loved is when you've got. Musicians who are part of a um, famous band. And, you know, we haven't had too many famous bands, uh, you know, kind of Pulp and Arctic Monkeys being the two absolute huge standout ones. You've got to go back to the 80s. I love the fact that the likes of Paul Carrot from Mike and the Mechanics um, would, you know, would decide that he was going to do a song specifically for Wednesday. My favourite one of all was the Thompson Twins. So they, in 1985, kids who are listening, kids, um in 1985 there was an event called live aid which was the biggest single concert that was ever ever envisaged my my, my dad told me about this one yeah broadcast (laughs) Um, and philadelphia and wembley stadium were the two venues for this huge concert and so philadelphia was all of the american acts and wembley stadium was all of the british acts i'm teaching a lot of you to suck eggs here but i will continue um the British stage was full of all of the, the, the great uh, bands of the day. Uh, obviously, over in America, who was the biggest star in 1985 in pop music? Was it Michael Jackson? No. Was it Prince? No. It was Madonna. So Madonna came on, and instead of her singing her own songs, she came on with the Thompson Twins and sang like a, a random medley of stuff. The Thompson Twins also did... Um, they had a, their big hit was called uh, you lift me up and you it take I, me up you take me up sorry you it was you take me up whoa you take me up to a higher ground they re-recorded that entire song literally about Sheffield Wednesday yeah. and it's the that is the single best piece of pop music that's ever been com- committed to animals. yeah we are the owls um yeah so you know you uh I, I can't remember any of the lyrics at this point point I'm, I'm too Emotional. emotional, um, but please find We Are the Owls by the. They didn't even come on the Thompson Twins, did they? I think was it? Um, wasn't the Hillsborough crew? It, I think it might have just been Sheffield Wednesday FC, and they brought it out for the FA Cup semi-final, I think, in '86 against uh, against Everton. So find that they play it very, very occasionally uh, at Hillsborough, but that is a beautiful pop song made even better um, by all of the lyrics being changed to, to, to represent Sheffield Wednesday so that objectively is the best Sheffield Wednesday song of
0: I, I all time I will this out on Twitter and I will post it yeah, Wednesday week it tonight. will be
1: there it will be get, get a YouTube link to it etc etc um, and if you've got a better one and it might be if it's Wednesday it, might, it must be Wembley um, and it might be it's a praise for Sheffield Wednesday, which is my wife's favourite, um, and and it might even be um, the uh, what's the the Hillsborough chant, which was the B-side to Terry Curran singing the blues. Um, if it is, then you're wrong. But get in touch, um, give me your view on what is the single greatest recording of Sheffield Wednesday fandom at Sausage Arms on Twitter.
3: Uh, what I haven't told you guys is that I'm throwing you in a bonus question as well uh, because there's only three of us. So I I had some spare questions. Um, So this is, uh, there's no long answers to this. This is just simple quick fire. Um, So your bonus question, Eddie comes from a on uh, Twitter. Does Hutch look a bit like Ian Botham? And if so, is the Hutch crush off?
1: Um, uh, n- uh, no he doesn't but if he did the hutch crush would be even more so um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but only if he walked from uh, John O'Groats to Land's End um, you know for uh, Sick Kids
3: Fair right, uh, Dicky. Your question comes from James Chapman. You touched on this earlier. Should we yeah, or how long yeah. before we should blood uh, Borokov into from the under 23s into the first team? I don't think I pronounced his name right there, but I'm, I need to work on that one.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of hype isn't there? As we we're saying you know, on Instagram, etc. From the from the, the, the senior players, not but you know nobody else. But um, I, I think he he should be I presume he's already training with the first team squad anyway with the 23s I guess Um should he be I think he's going to be pushing soon but again it's one that we should ease in uh, and not um not make him our new George Hurst as I think I've seen banded somewhere around <laughs> already it's uh, mm. let's, let's just have him as, as Preslav you know and out on his own merits Um and he does seem a good player I like I say a player but Hallam um uh, when is he played up there and he scored that evening uh, and look, looks a good player so I, I think I don't think he's ready yet but I think this season he'll, he'll definitely come into the this, this squad and maybe even make his debut uh,
3: Bonus question for you Dickie from uh, the one and only Aussie yes. Owl um, Steak and ale or no! meat and potato? Yes. Oh Steak and ale yes correct good choice Uh, i'm fielding a question that comes from adam thompson i love this question when i saw it Uh, what is morgan fox's spirit animal Uh, adam thinks that he's the uh he described him as the silly little sloth from ice age who by the way is called sid nothing silly about sid the sloth i can tell you adam uh no um he's he's a leech he is a leech
1: E-o E-o, E-o, Eo, Eo, from the Disney Ooh, films.
3: Oh, that's harsh.
1: Yeah, so Timo, Timo, and or Pumbaa from the Lion King. Either
3: <laughs> of those. Um, my, um, my, bonus question comes from Owls Talk. Uh, does the current off-field woes <laughs> at Sheffield Wednesday? compared to when JLS split up well look you know maybe a bit but it's <laughs> that was almost a good expression from that it's, almost yeah, no, 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 yeah. it, it's not like we only get one shot and the heart of Sheffield Wednesday will beat again in fact you could say no. the club is alive I'll, don't um, do
1: this James
3: I'll, um, I'll get me coat then we'll see you next week
2: 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automatic delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Planning for your next trip?